This is a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. Go to allthews.3cr.org.au. I think 3CR is the voice of the people speaking back to the establishment. Good morning and welcome to this week's edition of the Yarra Bicycle Users Group radio program on Community Radio 3CR 855 AM and digital. Thank you to Democracy Now! for the last hour of current affairs. My name's Chris and Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio. We're a little program about bicycles and related transport issues coming to you from Melbourne, Australia. On today's program, I'm going to be speaking to uh, Jack from uh, Bike Bendigo. She's the new president. About a whole bunch of things have got happening up there with events, bike month, riding with kids and uh, trying to make Bendigo one of, or possibly Australia's uh, regional bike centre. Also in the news today, with more cyclists suffering serious injuries on the road, what can we do to ensure their safety? And this is... um, a study and a whole bunch of media releases that have come out today from Ben Beck at the Monash University and uh, there'll be a plethora of opinions on what is going on on our roads and I could say from a long-term perspective is uh, there's a lot of words but there's uh, kind of the action is lacking and uh, attitudinal stuff actually does count a lot when it comes to these sort of things because... Um, you know, you go back 15, 20 years and you're watching the ramp up of activity and people riding for transport and kind of looking at cycling in a different way to other sport or uh, cycling, which is nothing wrong. I mean, there was quite a few people sitting up very late or very early this morning watching the end of the Volta. A bit of a problem here in Melbourne, Victoria and across Australia with attitudinal awareness towards cyclists. We're seen as something other. We're seen as something you can belittle. You can be seen as something that we, you can ignore. And therefore, when it comes to making a case for either separated infrastructure or to be taken seriously, or, yeah, you, you can fill in the dots there. The uh, total number of deaths from road traffic crashes fell across the study period. This is harking back to what I was just relating to. But rates of serious road traffic injuries did not. Now, cyclists involved in more serious crashes, there were 10,092 road traffic deaths and serious injuries over the course of our study. This is getting back to what Ben Beck was talking about and is going into the stats for them. But more concerning was the rise in serious injuries rates in cyclists, which increased 8% per year. In fact, the absolute number of cases more than doubled over the nine-year study period and uh, goes into the injuries, which I don't think you need to hear on a Monday morning because we're trying to keep things, you know, kind of... I know there's a lot of, uh, uh, say, running interference and uh, things to make you feel a bit miserable in the world. We're going to try and lift you up this morning after this, this talking about this article. But um, 
Over the course of our study, the rise of such serious injuries led to a 56% increase in disability-adjusted life years health costs for cyclists, which were more than $700 million. And goes into why a cyclist serious injuries rising. And, you know, first sentence, however, it's not clear what's driving these increases in serious injuries. Well, I can just um, input a little bit of anecdata from myself. From a Melbourne perspective, I've been here almost 30 years, a lot more people, a lot more cars, a lot more aggression and a lack of political will and people not wishing to spend political capital. I can just say from a Yarra perspective, you know, they do great things and yeah, there's the last three to four years has been, you know, for, for one of Australia's most proactive cycling councils who seem to be doing things, I can say from grassroots perspective, we've spent a lot of time actually fighting our own council. So how does that kind of uh, extrapolate across Australia if, you know, one of the most friendly cycling um, councils, we really do have to work hard to get a result or to listen to the, what the community wants and what people really want right now is separative infrastructure. But problem is that takes out the almighty, precious, blessed, don't even talk about it, car parking, and uh, people get quite antsy about these issues. Uh, is it getting to the point where gridlock and congestion is um, people are starting to think about this correctly? Because I know a lot of people who drive on the road for a living and honestly say they don't really enjoy doing that as a career. <laughs> uh, getting out there and spending several hours of um, your day either commuting or on the road because you have to. And back, you know, the, the feedback I get from people is they don't really enjoy it. It's not particularly, you know, a fun thing to do to get out there and get stuck in traffic and or all the other uh, incidents that occur while you're driving. So, you know, the elephant in the room is, will um, our government at some point, start thinking about integrated transport modes, modal shift, and move from, um, you know, every couple of years we've got the next big thing in infrastructure. You know, the last uh, decade or so, spent fighting East-West Link, and now we're getting this two-pronged approach from either side of Yarra. One side, we've got the Westgate Tunnel, which is, you know, a rebadged Western Distribute and a few other bits and pieces. And on the other side, we've got the Northeast Link. And uh, option A of that is a highway coming down which will connect into the end of the uh, eastern freeway and you know you may think oh what's this hell has this got to do with cycling actually quite a bit because it creates these conditions where people feel that the space is competitive it's aggressive people get hurt regardless of what mode they're on either foot or bicycle or in a car and there's a point there's a point where all three levels of government have got to go look implications of this or the unintended uh, ramifications are air pollution, injuries and a decreased livability for people around that area or surrounding it. So yeah, enough of my little editorialising for today. But I've got a beautiful interview that I did yesterday with Jack. She's a new president of Bike Bendigo. Now, after that little dirge I just went on, if you listen to this, you might actually hear some uh, solutions in this about riding for transport, riding for kids. Okay, Bendigo is a regional centre and it doesn't seem to have yet have the population pressures we have here in Melbourne, but there's quite a few takeout messages from this. So enjoy this from Jack. 
Women on the Line, a current affairs program devoted to women's voices, covering a diversity of women's interests and hearing women's perspectives on current affairs. Erosion of human rights leads directly and inevitably to erosion of human security. We do not accept the denial of our rights because the right to have a say over our country is our life. Women on the Line. Tune in on Mondays at 8.30am and Wednesdays at 6am on 3CR Community Radio 855am. And streaming live at 3cr.org.au. on Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio. I'm speaking to... Jack Torres Gomez. And you're the new president of Bike Bendigo. Yes, that's right. So uh, how, how did this come about, Jack? Uh, well, it was interesting. At the AGM in May, I attended with my daughter, uh, who's five, and Bella and I have been really keen bikers. We just do everyday cycling around Bendigo. Thought we'll, we'll go along and um, attend and support the executive team to have their meeting and to hear about what had been happening. And I'd been uh, leading a university project to get more university students onto bikes, and so I was going to speak about that. And then uh, within a few minutes, the president decided to step down. I got uh, distracted by my daughter telling me that she needed to go to the toilet. I turned around. I was nominated. Someone seconded it. And I was like, whoa, wait a minute. After a bit of a discussion, I said that, you know, I would actually be thrilled to accept the nomination if as long as I got some um, intense mentoring for a couple of months to be able to learn the ropes because I hadn't been you know the president of, of an organization before and that was agreed to and yeah the rest is history I guess. Yeah, I'm always that thing. You've always got to be a bit a um, bit wary when you go to AGMs. It's <laughs> <laughs> a bit of a cautionary tale there, Jack. Uh, it was it was so great, and I've had it's really interesting because I've had a lot of younger women come up to me and say, "Oh my goodness, this is cool that you're the president." And hey. I say, "Like, how did you get into it?" And I said, "I kind of tripped, stumbled, fell into it, and now it's the best thing that I've done." So you know, I, I really encourage people to put up their hands and to be brave because it's so great and also you know I've been so lucky to have great mentors that have guided me into the role and I've, I've felt so incredibly supported so yeah I'm you know it's it's the perfect scenario as my first role as president. That's great because yeah Bike Bendigo you have like a range of events you have uh, stakeholders you have ongoing relationships with council and other organizations. We do we do yeah. we started in uh, 2014 and like our mission is to get more people on bikes and, you know, our big grand vision is to make Bendigo the regional, Australia's regional site capital of the country. And so we, we do so much and we do have big dreams, but it's just to make everyday cycling um, accessible to everybody in our local community. Yeah, the riding for transport, which you uh, mentioned earlier, and also you, you ride with your daughter. I do ride with my little girl. So um, Bella's five and she's ridden with me since she was a baby. 
And I just love being able to um, bring her with me on all these adventures. So, for example, today we went to, we have a, Bike Bendigo has a monthly community bike ride and we go from, often from a playground um, to another area around Bendigo and it changes each month. And we went for a beautiful ride this morning to Park Reserve with a group of Bendigo community members. Everyone, it was really family friendly. Lots of people had kids and Afterwards, we finished with a coffee and a beautiful picnic together. So, you know, if I can bring my daughter along uh, for the ride, quite literally, it's, you know, makes life much easier for me and it's quality time with my little girl as well. She's just used to the, the bike. She, she prefers the bike to the car. And uh, at the moment with her age and the distances that we're doing, she goes into a bike cart that's attached to my bike and I give her a little hot water bottle and she has, you know, little Bubba Chino takeaway and she's just the happiest little camper, all snug and warm in there as I cycle up Bendigo's hills. That's just glorious. And uh, you, you, she's, she's kind of planning ahead what she wants to do or she mentioned anything <laughs> to you yet, what she wants to do on bikes? She loves riding. Um, so, yeah, she wants to get her own bike and get everything organised. So, yeah. Yeah, it sounds like there's a promising future there. <laughs> well, I think if she can see, um, you know, I always bring her along to our um, meetings and to um, all the things that I do. She's right here with me now. And, you know, she's just for her, it's a normal part of seeing what mum does. So I'm very lucky to have such a clever little girl that supports me in what I do. What do you think would be some of the best things you find about riding in Bendigo and around around that regional area? Well, we're getting um, we've been getting some fantastic uh, infrastructure put into place. So along uh, the creek and Back Creek in Bendigo, we've got some beautiful bike tracks to follow. We've got the O'Keefe Trail. We've got gorgeous parks and and bike tracks in between the main park in town, Roslyn Park, and then uh, Lake Waruna, and then even further out, White Hills Botanical Gardens. And it's just the most glorious riding that can take place. I, In many places, I do feel uh, really safe uh, to cycle, and particularly cycling with Bella. And I just, I think probably my favourite thing about cycling in Bendigo um, might sound a little cliche, but it's it's Bike Bendigo itself. So the, the organisation that just brings you know, so many community events together and just really encourages people to cycle. I just, I love that about this city and I think um, the organisation is a really great asset to our city and I'm really proud to be a part of the leadership team. It's just amazing. I can see Luna Park and the beach. There are painters exhibiting, musicians playing, dancers dancing, photographers, performing artists and every kind of art you can imagine. Get your family and friends together and come and experience being surrounded by art. So check the maps and all the venues in action at www.stkildaartcrawl.com. And do not miss this, guys. Check it out on www.stkildaartcrawl.com. It's all happening on September 21, 22, 23 and 24. A 3CR supporter. Coming into what is euphemistically referred to as Bike Month in Bendigo, can you give us yes. a little bit of a lead on what's going to happen? 
Yes, it's a very, very exciting project that we've been working on and we'll be announcing um, the official name and some exciting um, things happening. But in October, we are having a huge bike month here in Bendigo and contributing to making us the regional cycling capital of, of Australia. We've got over 120 bike-related events planned, including an outdoor cinema that's going to show, you know, some bike-related movies. Um, we've got our community rides. We've got an open streets activity where we're opening up some streets that are typically, you know, more car users uh, use it or um, there's no transport at all allowed, like usually just pedestrians. We're opening that up so that you know, there's a beautiful clear passageway for people to bike throughout across the city. And yeah, we've just got some really, really exciting uh, opportunities coming up for all types of cyclists to, to be involved. We uh, commissioned an amazing mural down one of our cool, funky streets in um, Bendigo called Chancery Lane. And that's a, become quite an eye, eyesore and, you know, a beautiful piece that's uh, features uh, bikes and we're doing some rides from, from that mural to other rides around the, the town. So, the, yeah, we're really, really thrilled. We've been working really hard to do that and we're also um, working with an organisation called Make a Change to do an event about future movers and, and how we look at ways that people um, use transport, uh, not just bikes, but active transport, pedestrians, but also cars and trucks and everything and getting everybody into the same room to have a conversation about how we can ensure that however people choose to use transport, it's safe and supportive of each other. So that's going to be a beautiful um, event that we're um, going to put on at the end of the month as well. Uh, where can people find out more about this? Have you got a schedule of events, a yeah, couple of promotional sites people can yeah. look at? Yeah, we do. So we're going to be putting a calendar onto the Bike Bendigo website, which is bikebendigo.com. We've also got a really active Facebook page. So if you just search for Bike Bendigo, you can like it and share. And we really encourage um, people from out of town as well to come to Bendigo and really celebrate what's going on because there's going to be some fantastic opportunities to be involved. And so you can also just contact us through um, either of those means. And if you've got some ideas or some events that um, you'd like to uh, share, then um, we can do that through our uh, website as well. So basically that's for the month of October. October. Yeah. Hello? Listen, I had a great idea. Male chauvinist pig versus hairy leg feminist. You're still a feminist, right? I'm a tennis player who happens to be a woman. The battle you've all been waiting to see. The battle of the sexes. You want to see it, right? Then get along and support 3CR at the Palace Woodcast Cinemas, 89 High Street, Northcote, on Thursday, October 5th, from 6.30pm, for a screening of Battle of the Sexes. You're offering the men's winner eight times what you're offering the women's winner. The men are simply more exciting to watch. It's just biology. <laughs> The story of the infamous tennis match between Billie Jean King and Bobby Riggs. Tickets are $25 and $20 concession. You can purchase online at 3cr.org.au, direct from the station at 21 Smith Street, Fitzroy, or by phoning 9419 8377 during business hours. 
All funds raised go to Keeping 3CR on air. Battle of the Sexes screening, Thursday, October the 5th from 6.30pm. Does she have the nerve? Call Barbie. Tom, it's on. I'm in London still. I'm in London still. I'm in London still. Hi, this is Vicky from The Waste. You're listening to 3CR Community Radio. Please support Community Radio. Oh, I'm in London still. Indeed, listening to 3CR 855 AM digital live streaming, podcasting, and everywhere. And this is Yarra Bicycle User Group Radio. Okay, I'm just going to go into the final part of the interview with Jack Torres Gomez, the new president of Bike Bendigo. You've got a, a, a big event coming up for next year in Bendigo. It, yeah. We do, we do. So I um, was at the Australian Walking and Cycling Conference in uh, Adelaide in July and was privileged to be able to present a little bit about the university project that I'm working on here with La Trobe University Bendigo. And uh, while I was there, we announced that the conference is actually going to be held for the first time outside of the capital city. It's going to be held in Bendigo next year in October as well. So it's just going to bring so many amazing speakers to our town and to, yeah, just, just to really encourage that point of making us the regional cycling capital of Australia. Yeah, like I said, we've got Bike Month and we've got the conference next year and we're doing some things to do with Summer in the Parks where we do community rides. We've got, I think, pretty much every weekend or every week there's something that we're doing or contributing to and supporting. So, you know, we've got Filmed by Bike, which is a wonderful event where we bring in international movies into Bendigo and they haven't been shown anywhere else and we showcase some things that are happening globally to do with innovative projects that support everyday cycling as well. So it's just, it really feels like the focus is going to be on Bendigo. And, you know, I I sit there thinking, gosh, this is the most incredible time to be the president of this organisation because I'm just, it's just win after win. And the, the people that we're meeting and the people that are working so hard to support their community to ride is just incredibly um, inspiring. So it's it's a really great time to be in this space. And, you know, not only does, does biking get you fit and, and get you connected to your community, but it's the people that you meet and it's just, it's wonderful. And now wait for to come. What would be what, one of your favourite cycling moments up there? Uh-huh. Uh, I won't say the magpies because oh, it's been a yes. challenge over the past few days. It's, you know, it was probably when I was elected as president because my daughter was there with me, as I said, and we took this um, photo of the elected, you know, team and Bella was there right next to me and she was, we took a photo and then she, I picked her up and she's like, mummy, are you, are you the boss of Bike Bending? I said, oh, no, 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 I'm just part of the team. And she goes, can I be the boss? And so we nominated her. And Rob, who's the, uh, sec- the treasurer of our team, his son, Edwin, we nominated them as the boss presidents. 
And it was just beautiful to see those two children so engaged in that, <laughs> you know, just, just taking control of it. And they're just a part of everything that we do. And so I think, you know, seeing the joy of families and people connect. We were also um, successful in a, uh, an award from the Bendigo Sustainability Group, which was really incredible as well about some of our work and so it's just been you know these wins and and you know I know that there's just going to be so much more I, I absolutely also love the opportunity to announce the the national conference is going to be in Bendigo next year it was just it was so exciting and and you know I stepped up there and I had my I bike Bendigo t-shirt on and I sort of said you know I've got some news and then the um, person next to me said, yes, we've, we've got some news about where the conference is going to be held next year. And everyone just looked at my T-shirt and burst out laughing at the conference and everyone's like, I think we can guess. And I was like, yes, it's going to be a Bendigo. Come to my beautiful city and we can, we can celebrate. And, you know, people from the conference this year in Adelaide have already made some um, plans to come and, and how we're going to get involved. And, you know, we plan to get schools involved and different communities and businesses and, you know, really make it um, part of the Bendigo landscape for next year. Excellent. Well, it's been really great talking to you today. Yeah, Jack. thank and you it's just so much. So much information there and just so much to kind of like inspirational for us, you know, us people in the big smoke. We really should get our act together and be as good as you guys. <laughs> you should come to Bendigo and <laughs> yeah. join us. We, we really love anyone to to come and visit um, Bendigo as well and, you know, come along for our community rides and, and um, help us, you know, build our organisation as well. And, and we love what our urban brothers and sisters are doing in, in um, Big Smoke. So, you know, whenever I get the chance to, to go to Melbourne, I love to, to bring my bike or to borrow an e-bike and, you know, just to, to be a part of the community. Cheers. Thanks so much today, Jack. Thanks a lot. Bye. Join Ruminations on Thursday, September 14 at 12pm to 1pm as we head down the river to South Bank. For this special broadcast, we'll be handing over the mic to people currently experiencing homelessness and staying in crisis accommodation. So tune in on Thursday, September 14, between 12 and 1pm, as Ruminations goes to Southbank and hear the voices and stories of people currently experiencing homelessness in Melbourne. Thank you to Jack uh, Torres-Gomez uh, from Bike Bendigo for the interview. An interesting bookend uh, on Friday, uh, Jonathan Shree. You might remember I interviewed Jonathan. He's the councillor for the Gabba up there in Brisbane. They um, organised a pop-up bike lane in Brisbane and uh, there was much hooing and hawing about, oh, you're being irresponsible. And uh, if you have a look at the actual photos, it's glorious. You've got a human line of people pot plants, dogs, pets, uh, making a temporary line and, and people riding and also seeing little kids and 
the, the traffic was not obstructed. And, um, you know, hundreds of cyclists, scooters, riders, skateboards and we used it on their way to school. So if you want to look that up, um, have a look at Jonathan Shree's uh, Facebook page or link it. And uh, as he says, it costs Melbourne – oh, sorry, start again. I always get my cities mucked up. It costs Brisbane City Council very little to try these sorts of temporary interventions. We can see what works and what doesn't work and learn from the results before spending the money to formalise permanent solutions. Very well done. And uh, something I noticed – I should have said this in the intro. You know, you might go around from city to city or tourist precinct or suburbs and they have a, a welcome thing or, you know, the entrance thing. Well, at the moment, I noticed on Wellington um, Wellington Street, as you come past Alexandra Parade, and I think it's just around about Hotham Street, there is the most glorious flowering plum. Uh, I think it's a flowering plum. I might have got my uh, uh, plant identification wrong, but it is white, it is big, and it seems to touch both sides of the road. So at the moment, Collingwood has got its own flowering welcome thing it's just amazing to ride past and it's just it's one of those things you don't normally see and it's just glorious to see because we're coming out of winter and lurgies and I get this overwhelming compulsion to spray Glen 20 wherever I go because I've just had a lurgie filled winter but also <laughs> a bit of good news was also city of Yarra passed a tr- speed trial for a small part of the uh, kind of Collingwood North Fitzroy and it was a speed trial for northern parts of Fitzroy and Collingwood, and they're bounded by the area of Alexandra Parade, Hoddle, Nicholson and Hoddle Street, and uh, Johnson Street, I should say. And you can look up the trial at yarracity.vic.gov.au. I'll put the links in for that, but that is a great move to see. Even if you know, these smaller streets, it may not really change a lot for people living there, but it's that thing of slow down, get rid of the aggression. Anyway, that's all I've got time for this week. Uh, Thank you to Jack Torres-Gomez for the interview. And I'll put also the links into the podcast for Ben Beck's, uh, who's a, Ben Beck, I should say, a research fellow at Monash University about uh, his study. And also it's published in the conversation today. There's another piece in that if you wish to find more about it. So uh, that's all I've got time for. Uh, up next should be, I'm just having a look. Yep, it's jailbreak and Val and Faith should be back in the studio next week. And uh, thank you so much. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.